Hi, I'm Priya Aneja. I'm Paul Shrimp. And I'm Jeff Gorgie. And this is Profits Healthcare Transformers podcast, where we'll be talking to leaders in healthcare who are focused on transforming their organizations to drive the next level of growth for their business and for healthcare. Transformation is one of those terms that has a lot of layers to it. Sometimes it's about innovation. Sometimes it's about shifting the way you do business. Sometimes it's about your overall operating model, and sometimes it's to a specific department or function. It's also about people, helping them navigate the discomfort that comes with change, but also motivating them to engage in the journey of transformation from the CEO to the newest employee. It is a journey, and that's why we created this podcast, to break down this multidimensional, dynamic topic of transformation, one story at a time. Are you ready to dive in? Hi, I'm Paul Shrimp, your host for this episode. Today, we have Dr. Nishi Rawat, Chief Clinical Officer at Bamboo Health. Nishi, welcome. Thanks for having me, Paul. Awesome. Well, Nishi, we're going to spend a lot of time around your recent efforts in the transformation space, specifically your current role at Bamboo Health, but would love to kind of get their path to where you are today, some of the big career milestones. And if you're up for it, what's something interesting about you that we might not glean from your LinkedIn profile? Wow. Well, I'm a bit of a space geek. I've been obsessed with becoming an astronaut for as long as I can remember. And I actually did enter the competition or selection process for the Canadian astronaut program some time ago. And I I made it quite far, actually. (laughs) Yeah. And in the end, I wasn't selected. But I think I I also self-selected out. I, I realized it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do at the time. I want to take the interview in a completely different direction now, knowing that. So I have to like keep myself from going there. Oh, that's a cool fact. Of course. Yeah. And, and the basics kind of, how, how did you kind of uh, see yourself becoming a physician if you go back to when you were kind of in your teens and 20s? I'd love to hear the, the path to, get, uh, to where you got today. Yeah. So, you know, I actually wanted to be an, an engineer, an aeronautical engineer, again, because of my obsession with, with space travel and, and rockets. My parents are, are all engineers, all my entire family, full of <laughs> engineers, electrical engineers, system engineers. And they counseled me that perhaps you'll, you'll never be your own boss. And you've, you've got a personality that you need to, you need to be more independent and do your own thing. I, I, you know, I also uh, was interested in healthcare and, and biology, chemistry. And, and so I ended up going down the medicine route instead. Awesome. And tell me a little bit about your current role at, at Bamboo Health. What's the 101 on that? Yeah, sure. So I am, as you said, currently uh, Chief Clinical Officer of Bamboo Health. I'm also interim product leader um, as we search for a new senior leader for, for the, the product team. I joined Bamboo Health when the company that I founded, OpenBeds, was acquired in 2018 by what was then known as Appers Health. So I had been practicing critical care for a long time within Johns Hopkins Medicine and, and had a challenge in getting my patients to mental health care as well as substance use disorder treatment. It was really, really tough to get them to the, the care that they needed. And so Ended up building a product and company uh, around that that pain point. And then as OpenBeds gained traction, it was a natural fit for us to join, again, what was then Appers Health. And, and they were also focused on technology to help the substance use crisis, primarily through prescription drug monitoring programs. And so it just it made sense to, uh, to put our solutions 
together to help address the, the crisis quickly. Gotcha. Gotcha. And what makes uh, this challenge surprisingly difficult or something where we, we all would be surprised or, or, or would not understand or get the gravity of, of the situation and what you're trying to accomplish? Sure. Well, I mean, as you probably know, we find ourselves in the midst of twin epidemics right now. On the one hand, we are faced with a worsening opioid epidemic with the number of death, overdose deaths from substance use at a historic high. And then we're also faced with a mental health epidemic driven, fueled by uh, the pandemic. And so we are focused on solving these two two problems with our with our partners. And and you know, look, <laughs> these are thorny issues of our generation, the thorniest I would say. And and the root causes are are complex and, and multifactorial. So as a result, it, it takes a village. It takes time, it takes a village to solve these crises. A lot of people, governments, organizations, everyone has to come together to work as a team. So I think that's that's probably one of the biggest challenges that it, it takes a village and it's yeah. hard to, to bring everyone in the village together on the same page as you can imagine. And then, then also there's the, the ongoing stigma associated with both mental health and substance use. For substance use, it's still commonplace for people to perceive that it's a choice or some kind of moral failing. But we all know that addiction is a disease and people deserve compassion and empathy. And there's really no one single treatment that works for, for everyone. We need to be flexible and, and meet people where they're at. Right, right. And what makes the approach that Bamboo Health taking, what's unique about it or also what's similar about it? But we'd love to understand kind of the, the bets that you're placing and the, the beliefs that your organization has that might be different than how others are viewing this. Well, I would say that we are singularly focused on, on solving these issues with our government and, and hospital partners. And we've been doing this for some time now. So we have a lot of expertise. We're not dabbling. We're committed to addressing and solving these story issues. Quite frankly, not enough people are paying attention to these twin epidemics. I would also say that we have an incredible network of hospitals, behavioral health providers, and in primary care practices that we can tap into to deliver data and tools to, to help people. Gotcha. That's fantastic. And then I'd love to get also your thoughts with, there's a lot of stigma that's associated to a number of things, whether it's addiction, mental wellness. We now have this lovely term emerging called whole person health, but would love to get your reactions in the term of whole person health. What does that help us think differently about? Is it going to solve anything? But how should we be thinking of this space as we move forward? I think historically, for some of the reasons that I described, namely the, the stigma, behavioral health hasn't been addressed at the, the patient or individual level. And so when we talk about or when I hear whole person care coordination or, or care, I think about the integration of behavioral health care with physical health care. You know, I can tell you as a, a medical clinician, I got little to no training in behavioral health. At the point of care, I don't have the tools that I need to be able to make appropriate decisions regarding the care of someone who's suffering from a behavioral health crisis or whose behavioral health condition is fueling their medical condition for which they're presenting to me with. I don't have the data. Data are still largely siloed in the realm of behavioral health care. Right now in physical health, 
the focus is very much on usability of data. And we've pretty much solved the connectivity issue, I would say. Not entirely, but we're, we're a long ways towards solving that. But yet, with behavioral health, data are still siloed. You don't have access to crisis care data. You don't have access to, to one behavioral health care data from the behavioral health provider. So it's, it's really challenging. As, as medical clinicians, we don't have the knowledge base. We don't have the tools, nor the, do we have the data at the point of care to, to do what we need to do. Yeah, I think that's true. I've also been fascinated during the pandemic that's brought a heightened sense of appreciation of just the whole area of behavior in healthcare. And we've seen it for a while. There's always healthcare organizations that we work with going, well, if someone's sick, they're going to want to get healthy. I'm like, that's that's actually not a safe assumption. And I think even during the pandemic with the vaccine, like we'll, we'll have science that proves things are right. And, you, and you're seeing a different interpretation of how people engage with health and healthcare. And if we're not really smart about the behavior side in general, and then on top of that, the behavior health, which goes into like uh, mental health, and how people focus into that, it does create a different way of thinking about it, which I think hopefully is refreshing moving forward, but kind of scary from where we're at right now. No, I I agree. I think that the silver lining of the pandemic is that it has shone a a spotlight on mental health and, and substance use. It's decreased the stigma associated with getting care for mental health and substance use disorder conditions, which is great. I think one of the issues that we're seeing right now is uh, an increase in demand for mental health and substance use services, and yet the available treatment providers are very much resource-strapped in the face of this demand, as well as, you know, they don't have the resources that they need because of the pandemic, short staff, people going out. It's really, really tough. So in the face of increased demand, we just, we don't have the resources that we need to care for people. Yeah, no, I agree, agree. And then building on some of the things that you mentioned before, you've been working on this for quite some time. Would love to learn maybe two or three of your most memorable learning experiences over the years as, as you've been pursuing this uh, vision. Having a child, actually. <laughs> it was probably one of my most memorable learning experiences. You know, it's the personal learning experience at the professional level, but I think that there are learnings that you can carry over. And I know that every parent listening can relate to this. But but generally building anything is is super hard. And anytime I, I build something, whether it's a team or a product, I learn. I think that it's really important to stay grounded, to keep your ear to the ground, to understand the problems that your users and customers are, are facing, to know those problems inside out and continuously listen because their their problems are evolving. I think of it from the perspective of the, the opioid epidemic, right? That that has evolved. Initially, it was a problem fueled by prescription opioids. It then became an issue related to, to heroin abuse when access to prescription opioids was curtailed by the federal government. And there were more stringent regulations in, in place. And then we were faced with a, a heroin abuse issue. And, and now that's morphed into a fentanyl problem. There's a lot of illicit fentanyl or synthetic fentanyl in our our drug supply and and people are dying in great numbers because of it. And that's happened very quickly over a span of five years. And so again, keeping your ear to to the ground, understanding what the problems are, making sure that you're evolving, your solutions are evolving, uh, your products are evolving as the problems are evolving. Those are great insights. Where Bamboo Health is today, and you mentioned this, where it's evolved over time, would love you to to double click in a couple of those success moments or successes that you've had that you've been really proud of, or even 
So not full successes, maybe just green shoots of promises, but what, what's what's on the positive side that you've learned over the years or been proud of? Yeah, sure. So one of the first states that we partnered with, Delaware, they launched with us, let's see, in 2018. And we had about 20,000 referrals to mental health and substance use disorder treatment go through our system that first year in, in 2018 into 2019. Now, fast forward three years later, just a few months ago, we surpassed a milestone of 100,000 referrals. And Delaware is one of four states, only four states that saw a decrease in their annual percentage of opioid deaths. Wow. And the lieutenant governor credited the open bed system for that, that success. Look, it's, I can't call it a success because <laughs> it was a small decrease, but in the face of a worsening, you know, epidemic, it's a it's a win. And so we're we're super proud to be working with that state and, and saving lives there. That's incredible. That's incredible. We'll take it as a kudos or at least a correlation of progress, uh, or as we sometimes hear a profit call, like a green shoot of promise. As we think of other executives like yourselves, whether they're doing transformation or they're launching a, a net new product platform or business, what would be some some advice that you'd give someone in your peer group out there? Yeah. So, you know, if you think about the definition of transformation, it refers to this major change in someone or, or something's form. And there's this general expectation for transformation to happen quickly, like a fairy godmother coming to you to get ready for the ball and poof, you know, <laughs> there you go. But transformation is typically slow, incremental, and even unnoticeable at times, especially if you're in the thick of things. But when you look back the decade of century, that's when transformation mm-hmm. is revealed. It's usually in retrospect. And so mm-hmm. in healthcare, for example, it can sometimes feel like we're not making progress, but we're making progress. I remember a time when I couldn't access patient data from another organization unless I made a phone call. Actually, not one phone call, but several phone calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, again, in physical health, the focus is very much on the usability of data, not accessibility, which is a big deal. Yeah, that is that is huge. I remember many patient visits of my own going with, you can just get the medical records from across the hall, can't you? No, because across the hall was a different business and that's a whole different procedure. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. And then looking forward, what should people be excited to see from from you and Bamboo Health moving forward? I'm confident that we're going to continue to make a, a difference in the lives of individuals and that this will be accelerated, especially as this relates to crisis care in the coming months. I don't think very many people know about this, and so I'm going to talk about it because I think it's important to talk about, but the federal government has an initiative right now to institute a three-digit number, 988. It's akin to 911, such that if I'm suffering from an emergency, a mental health or substance use emergency, I can dial those three digits and be connected to a clinician who can do an assessment by phone get me to outpatient, urgent outpatient follow-up quickly, or even have what's called a mobile crisis team visit me in my home and do a more in-depth assessment and then take it from there. This is, this is a big deal. And a lot of people are going to get help with this initiative. And so we provide technology that supports this crisis care continuum. We just launched in New Hampshire. We've impacted hundreds of lives in the first month 
of being live there supporting their crisis program. And you'll see more of that in the coming year from us and um, others working on this program. That's exciting. That is very exciting. And you'll be down at uh, Vive in the coming days as well, right? You'll be on a panel uh, about whole person health. That's correct? Yes, I will be. All right. I think it's going to be, for those listening, it's going to be, looks like it's Monday at two o'clock down there on track one around behavior health. So I'll, I will be there. You'll likely see me in the audience for sure. So this was uh, exciting to get a sneak peek to that. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to going to Miami, actually. It's been <laughs> quite dreary here in Washington, D.C. And I don't remember, I, I must have gone to Miami when I was a kid. So I'm super, super excited to go. Yeah, likewise. I'm I'm in Chicago. And we've got plenty of snow in the ground, so I'm looking forward to to getting away for a bit. <laughs> awesome. Well, Nishi, thank you so much for uh, having the conversation today and sharing your story about yourself as well as all the exciting things at Bamboo Health. Thank you very much for having me, Paul. Thank you for listening to Profits Healthcare Transformers podcast. This podcast is produced by Jared Johnson and his wonderful team at Shift Forward Health. And a big thank you to our hosts, Priya Anasia, Paul Shrimp, and Jeff Gorgi. If you liked today's episode, you can find more great content like this at Profit.com slash thinking. I'm Anna Kuno, the senior editor of this podcast. Thank you for listening.